When I started teaching, I had the choice of kindergarten, third grade, or fifth grade. And I was like, mm, I'm not a math person. I think I'm just going to do kindergarten. I could definitely do kindergarten math, right? Hello, and welcome to Making Number Sense Make Sense, a podcast for elementary teachers, specifically early elementary teachers, looking to really make an impact in the number sense of their students. There is a trend that I've seen going around of teachers asking other teachers what grade they teach and what grade they would never teach. So lots of elementary teachers, I'm like, oh, I teach fifth grade, oh, I teach third grade. And when they say, what grade would you never teach? They say kindergarten. And a lot of times you're like, why? And it's, I think they think of it as like, oh, these kids are so little, they need so much support. But when you're actually in kindergarten, they're very capable. And you think that's kind of what we're going to work on. The content itself isn't really that hard. But if you think about letters in the alphabet, it's actually really hard to teach somebody how to read. And in the similar way, it can be really hard to teach people how to count, how to count correctly and how to count accurately in a way that will enable them to use that counting knowledge and build a number sense so that they can use that information to solve problems, math problems, any problems in the future. So as I said, I thought, you know what, this is going to be easy. I've got this patterns, sorting, counting. I can definitely teach this math. And so I'm there working on it. And I noticed that some kids are just having a really hard time learning how to count. Like something that I'm saying is just not making sense. And I don't know. And I wasn't sure how to get them from this. I don't understand what you're talking about to actually understanding the concept of counting and the concept of number. So there started my deep dive into early elementary math and how to teach kids how to count. So what I found out is there's lots of different stages to counting. So in the next couple weeks, I'm going to be going through each of those stages, talking to you about what to look for and what you can do to help students move from the counting stage that they are at to the next counting stage. So counting can definitely be tricky. And in a previous episode, I talked about the aspects of number, if you want to learn more about that. But the aspects of number are knowing the number sequence, so the verbal, knowing the quantity. So if I say four, you know how many that is, and the symbolic representation. So the squiggle of four means those four objects, and you can count that high to know that that's what the name of that number is. And when you can develop those together, you can use the strategy of counting to solve other problems. So the first stage of counting that you might see is called an emergent counter. An emergent counter is a little one, a student, who might be getting stuck on number words or sequences. They might have a hard time matching numbers to objects and identifying the number symbols and knowing what that quantity represents. So if you're working with a student and you ask them to count something for you, you might see students skipping numbers in the number sequence. So they might say one, two, six, four, ten, and so on and so forth. You might see them saying more than one number when counting objects. So if I have three objects and they get to the third, they might go three, four, five instead of just saying one, two, three. You might also kind of see them have 
I call it the hover finger, where they just kind of move their finger on top of the things that they're counting, but they're not actually matching a numeral to a value. You might also see that they're not yet familiar with common dot patterns like the ones that you might see on a dice. If you're seeing students as emergent counters, there are some things you can do to support them in kind of solidifying that and moving to the next stage. So the first thing that they will need to practice, well not the first thing, but one of the things they'll need to practice is the number sequence to be able to count high enough to know what the quantity of the collection that you're trying to have them count is. So in a previous episode, I talked all about things you can do for rote counting, and that would be really helpful to look back on, as well as some activities you can do for one-to-one correspondence to help kids with the number sequence. So quickly, lots of movements and counting, movement songs, counting songs, that kind of thing can really help students learn the number sequence. The next thing they'll need to work on is developing one-to-one correspondence. So ways that you can work on that especially if they're just emerging counters, is just kind of having them match different quantities together to understand if I have one over here, you need one over there. And there's lots of ways that you can do that. You can use cards, you can use dice, you can have them just put things on top of others. This is also a really great opportunity to bring in a lot of play. If you have a play kitchen, you might say, oh, I need to set the table for five of my friends. What will we need? So for each friend, they would need to get a plate a cup, and then they're starting to match, okay, one person needs one cup, needs one fork, or whatever you're playing. Each person will need one thing, and that can also help them kind of understand the concept of one-to-one correspondence. Kids also really love stories, so you might use a themed counting mat. I will link some down in the description, and have them create stories around numbers and around counting. So maybe you have a space scene and they have little astronaut counters and you might say, okay, five astronauts are in the rocket going to space. Can you get out five astronauts? And then they can work on counting five. And that's something you can do in small groups. So if you have a group of students who are emergent counters and needing extra practice, that's a great way that you can kind of monitor all of them at the same time. If you don't necessarily have a play kitchen or have enough for everybody to be playing at the same time, that's something you can also do to support your emergent counters. And while working on that, take opportunities to do a lot of repetition of the numbers and matching the quantity to a numeral. And I don't necessarily mean having kids just sit there and, you know, copy five a million times on a worksheet. That's not what I'm saying. Just kind of making it meaningful for them. So if I'm setting my table again with five kids, I might have a number five card out, be like, okay, this is the number five. I have five friends. So with these five friends, I need to get my five plates, my five forks, my five cups. And then they can start to kind of put those things together. The number sequence, the quantity, and the written numeral. And something that can be really helpful for students at this point is for them to kind of keep track or set goals for their counting. Now, especially at the beginning of the year, they might not even know what goal they're working on. So this is where it can be really helpful to bring in a visual goal setting chart or sheet so kids can know what it is that they're working on. I will put a link in the show notes to examples of this and kind of how to use a goal setting sheet, but this can be really helpful for motivating students into wanting to learn how to count. 
And these goal setting sheets are not necessarily for the whole class to see where everybody is. It's really a chance for that student to be able to reflect on their own learning and know what they're working towards with you. And that's something that you guys can keep checking on and growing on and positive momentum in those little goals helps kids keep going and want to accomplish the next goal and the next goal. So it's really setting them on a trajectory of, I don't know this yet, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to have fun while I'm doing it. Because especially in kindergarten with an emergent counter, if you have emergent counters in kindergarten, it should be fun. They're still kids. They're little. I really love to see kids having fun. And especially in math, math is definitely a place where kids can have a lot of fun. And we want them to keep that love of math and love of learning throughout the year and beyond. So this was emergent counters. Students who don't yet know the number sequence might still be still having trouble with one-to-one -one correspondence and might have trouble remembering the numeral symbols, which can often be the trickiest part for them to learn. So next week, I'll move on to the next stage. If you have a minute, you've been enjoying the podcast, I would love if you can leave a review to let me know what you're liking what you'd like to see from me next. I also have a link in the show notes to a Google form. If there's an episode I did that you'd like more information on, maybe like a part two, you can leave me all of those suggestions at the Google form in the link in the show notes. Until next time, keep counting everyone.